Today is a very interesting day in the uh, Original Six podcast. Uh, Ryan Savine has left us for this week. So it is just Zach and I doing it ourselves. Zach, how is it going? It's going pretty good. I can't believe this guy, Ryan. I know, know, right? I can't believe he would just up and go on another trip. This guy's been on like four vacations this year already. Like, I didn't even realize he was loaded like that. It's ridiculous. What a a silly boy. But it's okay because we have the two best people on the podcast doing it anyways, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the two two experts are are still here. It's okay. Ryan's going to listen to this and be like, I'm never leaving these two doing a podcast together again. (laughs) <laughs> if we but want anyways. him to if we want him to never leave then we just have to do a really really bad episode like be <laughs> all over the place and then he'll be like oh i can never leave again and then yeah for real but anyways we'll get into it what's up everybody we are recording on what day is it today thursday 30th. march 30th as we said before ryan is not here welcome back you know follow subscribe all that jazz as Ryan says, you know, we have to keep a little bit of the Ryan Savine stuff in here, but I'm not going to do any dad jokes. I don't think I could lie, but I doubt it. Uh, I think Zach might see. throw in a couple. I'll have to try and make up for the slack, but I am I am nowhere close to being on the genius level intellect in terms of dad jokes that Ryan Savine is. So Yes, exactly. And I don't think I can make up. You know, Ryan always starts with uh, some like leaf spew at the beginning. Yeah, I can never, I can never do that. He he, he finds some like fancy. It just comes, it just pops up know. in his head. But anyways, we'll get right into it in the week in review. Four games this week. First one against Florida in Florida, a nice six-two win. Matt Murray and Net having a solid performance, only letting in two goals. Of course, Matthews scoring two. And I think this game was an amazing full 60-minute effort from the boys, and I don't think they gave up. So it was good to see. Yeah, uh, this one's a pretty good one. Uh, obviously, you know, against division teams, even though Florida's, you know, fighting for uh, their lives right now for a wild-card spot, mm-hmm. uh, it was nice to see uh, a really good game from them. Uh, I was really happy. I think for me, this game was great because it bumped a few slumps. Yes. Like on my end. So there's like there's like at least three I can think of. One is Matt Murray played fantastic. 943 mm-hmm. safe percentage two only two goals allowed on 35 shots. He looked really good. Uh, William Nylander scored. Uh, surprisingly, he was in a little bit of a slump himself. Uh, as Toronto media does, it was definitely blown out of proportion. But yeah. he was in a little bit of a slump, but he got his 36th of the year. Uh, Matthews scoring twice, which was lovely. And then Alex Kerfoot. Yes. Scored. That guy, Hallelujah. that guy needs every goal he can get. He has eight goals this year. That's absolutely atrocious. I'm, well, I he think, had eight goals going into the Florida game. I or, think the last the time, Florida game. I think the last time Kerfoot scored, they said was actually against Nashville, like twenty games ago or something like that. Like something crazy, ridiculous. So as you yeah. said, it was nice to see him score and end the slump that he was on. Um, yeah. Well, Great effort from the boys, and uh, good to see them get two points against a division rival. And then after a uh, second game, unfortunately, it was a 5-3 loss to Carolina. Anderson didn't play again, 
I swear they, the last time we played them, he didn't play either. They just don't want him to play against us. I don't know. I know. Because we, we light him up every time. I, I think we us. actually do play well against Freddie. I think the guys know how they how he plays and everything. So I guess that's why they didn't want to play him in. But, but they had Kochik Kavinet, who played unreal. Yep. Amazing game from this guy. 44 to 28, the shots were for Toronto. He made some incredible saves throughout the game. Matthews had another two-goal performance. Uh, Matthews also tied up the game with, I think, five minutes left. But unfortunately, Sebastian Ajo scored late in the third period to make it 4-3 off a, off a weird rebound. And then Carolina scored an empty netter to win. I think Matt Murray was a net for this game as well. I don't think he played too bad. I know the goals that were let in were just uh, defensive mishaps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but obviously, we want to save from our goalie when we need one. I think that that Sebastian Ajo goal could have been prevented. It was just a really bad rebound right to him. But can't win them all. I think the Leafs didn't play bad by any means. Just went into a hot goalie. Yeah, yeah just one of those games where the goalie at the other end kind of stands on, on his head, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we outshot them. We didn't have the best power play we went 0 for 3 Carolina went 1 for 2 uh we did out hit them though which is always nice but yeah just uh not enough to get over the slump on this one unfortunately but it was uh it was a close one for sure yeah it's it's not um not very often you hear the Leafs out hitting teams (laughs) but I but uh, but I think since the deadline we've actually upped a lot of our hits per game I know in the last couple of weeks we've seen some good hits from McCabe Luke Shen the GOAT you know all the other guys starting to really hit Lilligren getting in there. And uh, it's nice to see. But we went on a back-to-back after the Carolina game against Nashville. We had a 3-2 win. And Joseph Wool got the start in this one, which was very wall. nice to see. The brick wall. He played great. 9-20 save percentage. I don't think Nashville had too many shots, but he looked steady throughout the game. Tavares with two goals. The Leafs' power play looked fantastic on this one. I think two of our three goals were on the power play. Um, And, you know, with typical Leaf fashion, we always know that former Leafs are going to play well against us. And it happened. Tyson Berry getting a goal and an assist. But all around a good defensive effort from the boys. Yeah, this one was pretty good. Uh, I think Wall was probably my favorite player in this game. He made a couple mm-hmm. really key saves. And while he wasn't overly busy, I think he was really stable back there and kind mm-hmm. of like settled things down. Um, unfortunately that he didn't, you know, get the, get the shutout. He had it going for about 50 so minutes of this game, mm-hmm. but um, you know, really good job of like locking it down. The guys did a really good job at the very end after mm-hmm. Nashville ended up tying it. I believe they they had a, the extra player out the extra attacker when they scored the Tyson Berry goal. I can't remember. Yes. I but think I so, because we were up 3-1. Yeah, and they had, they just had crazy pressure after that. So really good defensive job by the by the boys to block blocking shots, getting in lanes, making it difficult. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to win a game by just one goal because you know that you locked it down at the end. So that's how I felt mm-hmm. after this one, at least. We've always talked about getting Joseph Wool in the lineup eventually and seeing him play because we do think that he's a fantastic goalie. He's been playing really well in the AHL, so he deserves it. And I think he did really well this one. I think the boys also helped, as you said, with a good defensive game, and and he was steady. It was actually really nice to see. Um, and then we're going to go on to the last game of the week, again versus Florida. 
I swear we played them so many times the last couple of weeks. We played them again, you said, before the end of the season. Yeah, we have one so more in Florida. I don't know what's going on with the schedule. Unfortunately, 3-2 overtime loss versus Florida. This one was in Toronto. Slow start for the boys. Uh, first goal of the game happened a minute in. Terrible giveaway from Jake McCabe uh, to John Tavares right in the middle. Lost it in his feet. Um, and then after that, I'd have to say it was the Leafs for majority of this game. Great mm. pressure. Fantastic chances. And another typical Leaf fashion thing to happen, Leon, the goalie for Florida, had like an 8-8-8 save percentage going into this game and decided to just play like Vasilevsky. Yeah, 950 save percentage, two goals yeah. against on 40 shots. Ridiculous. Yep, yeah, 40-29, to 29, we outshot them. Unfortunately, we couldn't hold the lead in the last minute. Sam Reinhardt with a nice tip. And obviously, typical Leafs fashion again, could not end it in overtime. Because I don't know what our problem is in overtime. And with, and I don't know what our problem is when teams pull the goalie. We can never score an empty net. Yeah, when was is the that last just time, me? When was the last time we scored an empty net goal? I, I, I don't I think, know that stat, but I, think, I would like I think to Mitch, know. I think Mitch had a shorthanded empty net goal last week. Against Florida. Oh, here it is. The 6-2 win? Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they happen too often. Like it seems no, like never. it's very rare for us. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's like every time we pull the goalie, or sorry, every time the other team pulls the goalie, it's either we shut it down and, and win by one or they tie it up. Like we rarely score an empty netter. And it's like, how? But at the end of the Florida game, if you remember, Giordano took a penalty, which was a great penalty to take because that would have been a goal if Giordano didn't hook him. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't work out because they did score on the power play. And one of my favorite things about this game was Paul Maurice. Did you see what happened? I saw that. I saw the one clip where he just, he was very calm. And then all of a sudden he turned around and started screaming. You and went... I remember he's just like the last time these teams played, like before the 6-2-1, he mm-hmm. was like, he he freaked out about like officiating or something and said something about Toronto offici. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he caused the stir last time. So yeah. I thought it was funny that he did it again. He went absolutely bananas on the bench, not once, but a couple times. And they were saying on the Sportsnet panel because a lot of people were freaking out about it. I think it was a good call for him just to get his team's response because, as we were saying, Florida's really fighting for a playoff spot. They need all the points they can get. They were not playing very well up until that time. Even after Paul Maurice started screaming, I don't think they had a very good response to it. I think Florida was very lucky to get two two points, let alone going to overtime. They got two points out of it. Um, uh, as we said, it's mm. the Leafs running into a hot goalie because everybody decides to play well against the Leafs. So, oh, always sucks to suck, I guess. Two one and one again this week. Same record as last week. Unfortunately, none of us got it right. The Leafs. Yeah, are, by a yeah. technicality, though, we had only predicted for three games. That's true. So, like, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see. So, mine was wrong. You said two zero oh, and one. Ryan said two one and zero. Oh. Ah, so I guess technically Ryan was right. But he's because not here, not... so he's wrong. Yeah, so. he's not here, so he's wrong. <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening to this, if you were here, we would have given you credit. 
but unfortunately, you're not, so sucks to suck. Yep. Right, Zach? Oh, 100%. 100%. 44-20-10 and 10 is the Leafs' record so far. Second in the Atlantic still. We are six points up on Tampa with one game in hand, which is very nice to see. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, we were three points up on Tampa with two games in hand. So Tampa hasn't been doing very well recently, from which I've seen. And it and we haven't done, we haven't been bad. So it's nice to see that the Leafs are uh, having a bigger gap than normal because at one point it was it was yeah. quite close. Yeah, and I what mean, are like we, these are these are games though that I like. I don't know. I'm still disappointed we're not winning consistently. Like I feel yeah. like it's really inconsistent for my liking. And so yeah, we're up six points on Tampa. We have a game in hand. You know, we have eight games remaining in the seat on the schedule, but. And they've got what seven seven games, so that's fourteen yeah. points. So and if they win every once. game, yes, and we play them once. So say they win every game, then you're looking at a they're at a hundred and six. So they can definitely absolutely pass us for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like nothing that you want to get into. You always want to you know have as secure as a spot as you can. We can't really count on Tampa to continue to be average. So these kind of we kind of got to buckle down for the last little. A little bit, a yeah. few games, secure the second in the East and go from there. We all know how good Tampa can be, so we can never underestimate them. Um, mm-hmm. Any overall thoughts on the Leafs' performance this week? Very, like, up and down. There were goods mm-hmm. and there were bads. It's just... The usual. Uh, yeah, like, it's it's hard to... <laughs> it's almost hard to talk about, like, one game and say, oh, well, it was great in Nashville. They, like, locked it down at the end of the game. Well, then the next game, they didn't lock it down, and then they lost. So... yeah. And then the first game, you know, Matt Murray was stellar. And then the second game, Matt Murray was nah. So, yeah. It's, and, then Joseph uh, Wall, and then Joseph Wall played very well in the third game. And then Samsonov mm-hmm. didn't do too bad against Florida either. It's not like the goals were his fault at all. So Yeah, he locked it down for pretty much, like, I think he gave up one early. And then it was just locked down until the end of the third. Even the but, one we gave up early, it was not even his fault. Like, it was just a wide mm-hmm. open shot right in the slot. There's not much you can do about it. But as yeah. you said, very up and down week again. Very leaf yeah. fashion, as oh, yes. usual, which is ve- which is probably the most annoying thing about this team because we know how good they can be, just they don't show it. If they were just consistent, we could be up there with Boston. Like, a, like maybe not that good because Boston's having a ridiculously good season, but we could be a lot closer in uh, in the point differential. If we Anyways. played consistently throughout the whole year, it would be closer. I still we wouldn't catch them, but it would be closer. We, yeah, sure. we wouldn't catch them for sure. We we'd be closer though for for real. Anyways, we're gonna move on to the Leafs news and some talking points, and we're gonna bring in a special guest. As everybody knows, we're gonna bring in Mullen MD. Is he available today, Zach? Unfortunately, yes, he is. Uh, Zach, Zach's not a Zach's not a huge fan of his brother, but no, you know, no, we, we love him. We love him, so we're gonna bring him in. Zach, can you can you go get him? Yeah, yeah you just give me one sec. What's going on, Paul? Long hey, time. Long what's time. up, Mullen MD? Yeah, nothing, nothing much. Just super busy dealing with injuries and stuff. You speaking know, as of, doctor people know, do. Speaking of injuries and stuff, that's why we brought you back today. There's oh, you not didn't too bring much me back for my charm. Well, that too, but we just need your expertise. On some injury reports for the Leafs. Not too many this week, but, you know. Sure. 
I thought we'd bring in someone with a lot more expertise than your brother and I. Absolutely, yes. My brother is terrible at anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's I get agree. into it. <laughs> uh, let's start with Nolachari. So Nolachari is out day to day. Injury sustained in the Nashville game. He did not play against Florida in the second game of the last original six week. Uh, yeah, he's been knocked around a little bit. Obviously, we saw the uh, the non call where he took the uh, was it an elbow or a high stick or so? He got hit in the face. That's what yeah, I he got elbowed from. in the head. Yeah, blindside. Yeah, that should have been a penalty in my medical opinion. But anyway, uh, I think in anyone's professional. Like amateur, even like not watching hockey opinion, that should have been a penalty. Oh, most likely, yes. But uh, yeah, so he's been knocked around a little bit. Uh, They didn't really talk about exactly what the injury sustained was, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is just more of a precautionary, you know, let's give Mm -hmm. him a break. He's getting shoved around. You know, uh, it was great that he didn't have a, a bigger injury on that play where he got hit in the head. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's back in the lineup, you know, in the next game uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes with him. Obviously, he's one of your guys with that uh, acquired at the trade deadline or before, and you really want him to, you know, be healthy for playoffs. Speaking yeah. of guys acquired at the trade deadline, Ryan O'Reilly is back on the ice skating. He's hopefully close to returning. They said probably sometime next week. That's the goal. He looks really good. This is great. Obviously, what you want is the injury to get healed, which was uh, on his hand. Now that that's done, the good news is, is when it's something on your hand or like your upper body, as long as it's not something to do with your core or like your shoulders, you can kind of still go skating. You can still skate. You can at least practice. You just can't really, you know, depending on the type of upper body injury, like move around with your stick handling or anything like that. So... Yeah, as long as he doesn't have that type of injury, which he didn't, it means he can skate early, which is great. Keep the body warm, you know, not build up any rust. The only rust he'll have on his, is on his hands. So now that mm-hmm. he's back really skating, hopefully he's going to do a lot of puck work, get ready for game time, and he should be good to go very soon. Good to hear. I don't know if you mentioned it, but I think uh, Nola Choi was skating on the ice. He was on the ice with all those with all the players that were returning from injury. So, as your medical opinion said, I don't think he should be out for too long, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. But Correct. you know, we'll see what happens. Thank you again, Mullen MD. I know this was a short injury report, but it's always nice to have you here with your busy schedule. Oh, I'm always glad to make an exception for you and Ryan. My two ah. favorite original six guys, not that oh. other guy. Thank you, thank you. Well, we'll let you know when we need you back. Hopefully, not. I I don't want to come back. No more injuries. That'd be great. That's that's a good point. We we'd love to have you back, but we don't want you back at the same time. In uh in that case, uh, we're gonna have to bring your brother back. All right. Have fun. Thank you. Gosh, what a, what a great guy. guy. I hate that guy. Oh come on, Zach. No no no. He's a great guy. Come on. You got to love him. He's your brother. No, I don't. (laughs) Speaking of, okay, that's brother of the year. But speaking of loving things, with Florida's 5-2 loss to Ottawa on Monday, the boys clinched a playoff spot. Oh, my. What? Surprising. 
Huh? What a huge surprise. I was never ready for this. I know, right? Oh, my goodness. Craziness. Now we just have to secure home ice advantage. Yep. That's uh, that's the next one, for sure. Which, looking at our schedule going down, we should be able to beat majority of the teams, especially the next three games, which we will obviously talk about later in the week ahead. Um. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, you know, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode with Ryan not here, just the two of us. Uh, we'll try and keep it as best as possible and as informative as possible. And for those baseball fans, it's Jay's opening day today. So go watch the boys. Uh, it's 5-5 right now. They were up 4-1. Oh. oh, gosh. <laughs> Manoa, got, Manoa got pulled in the fourth inning. No. So not a great start to his season, but I'm sure he'll be fine. But back to hockey. Oh, it's funny because everyone listening to this is going to be like, we already know what happened in the Jays game because that already finished happening. Yeah, yeah for us, exactly. it's right now. Yes, for us, it's right now. So get ready for a long but fun Blue Jays season, I hope. Uh, back to hockey. Matthews continuing his scoring streak which is always nice to see, especially for my fantasy team. <laughs> which is lovely because obviously Toronto media and their silliness has been ripping on Matthews for not scoring, but I don't think his play has been bad by any means. It's just nice to see him like do what everybody wants him to see. And I think a good reason, or one of the main reasons, I think is because of his chemistry with Yarn Croak, which we touched on last week. But it has continued, and those guys have been fantastic together. Obviously, Marner's on their line, which, you know, it's Marner. He's going to do whatever he can. But you don't, we never expected a Matthews Yarncrow connection on the first line. Yeah, that, this was not something I was expecting. Uh, I wish I could say, oh, yeah, I definitely thought about putting Yarncroak on the first. No, I did not. This no, is great, I, no, we never said that. Yeah, I wish we I, could take credit for that. <laughs> I think but, I think at the beginning of this a beginning of this season in uh, season three of Original Six we came up with our like best lines. You think we can go back and see what it is? Oh, do you think we have? Oh, I found them! Wow, that was fast. <laughs> Want to see what we have? Yes, I would love to see. Oh, I think I see them too. But yes, read them out. Let's hear. So in it. the second in the second episode, which was called LTIR. If you want to, if you didn't listen to it, then you shouldn't be listening to this episode. But if you didn't go back and see it, <laughs> we, we've had like a little line prediction going into the, um, into the season. And our first line was obviously, you know, Bunting, Matthews, and Marner. Makes sense. Our second line was Nylander, Tavares, and Robertson. With oh, asterisks, Robertson. With <laughs> asterisks. Of if Robertson is healthy. No way. Did we actually have that? <laughs> we had it in one of the notes. Oh we said this would be gosh. a great line if he's healthy. Our third line was Engvall, Kerfoot, and Yarn Croak. Obviously, taking this was before the deadline. Engvall, Kerfoot, and Yarn Croak. So we all had basically Yarn Croak on the third line. And our yep. fourth line was Aston Reese Camp and Abe Kubel. Oh. Rip that guy. I forgot that guy existed. I think he's on Washington now. Yeah, and obviously sure. our D pairings <laughs> were 
Riley Brody, Sandine Hall, Giordano, Mete. Wow. I think that really just highlights how different this team is. Uh, that really highlights how well Dubas did at the trade deadline to make such good acquisitions for this team for depth, defense, anything we were really missing. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any of us, I don't think a lot of Lee fans in general thought that Cali Yarncroke would be on the first line, let alone stay on the first line with how well he's been doing. Do you, what do you think has worked? I think just it's his overall play. I don't think he's not scoring every night. You know, he's not even getting points every night. But just, like, the connection has made them look like a more dangerous line. And I think it's just elevated their play overall. And that's something that's super important. Something something funny that I was looking at the stats. So if you look back, back to February 26th. So February 26th, Callie Yarncroke had 18 shifts the entire game. 14, almost 50, 15 minutes of ice time. Mm-hmm. Now, he's up to 28 shifts against Florida with Holy. 18 minutes of ice time. So this guy almost like he had 10 more shifts when he's playing the Matthews line. He's getting a lot more opportunity to play with not only better players, but mm-hmm. more ice time. Now you're competing against bigger guys. It's mm-hmm. more of a stage to show what you can do when you're paired. And I think he's really taken advantage of that opportunity to really show, you know, the connection that he has. I don't think this is like, we can never take him off this line. Bunting's never going back up there. Like I could, I could absolutely see Keith messing around with the lines in the playoffs for sure. But it's really nice to know that we have options and the options yep. work. At this point, I would keep Yarn Croak there because Bunting has not been very has not stood out recently in the last couple of games. Maybe the last couple of weeks even. And as you said, like I know a lot of people are going to criticize and be like, "Oh, Yarn Croak's playing with Matthews and Martin, or like anybody could play well there." But like. We've seen in the past that a lot of people can't or are not living up to expectation. Nick Ritchie was a big one, if you remember. Everyone was so hype about him playing on that first line with Matthews. And then he got like one goal in like 18 games. It was like the stupidest thing ever. And then obviously Bunting has been inconsistent on that line this year. So it's nice to see that Yaron Croak has been doing well. He, I think he really compliments Matthews and Marner because he goes and does the dirty work. He does the dirty plays. He goes in the corners. He hits. Mm. He back checks. He's a very good depth forward that shoots the first line, if that makes sense. And he's yeah. been scoring. So it's not like he's been up there just because... He's actually making a big impact. So it's really nice to see. And I hope he continues because that will be a dangerous line in the playoffs. Oh, 100%. Speaking of playing well, I think John Tavares has had a quietly good stretch the last couple games. He has five points in his last four games. And I think he's just being shadowed by how many goals Matthews has scored and how good Yarncroke's playing and, of course, how good Marner's playing. But John Tavares has done very well the last couple of weeks, and I think he's looked more confident. I think it's nice to see him score, especially on that power play, to have that presence. Um, what do you think has happened to Tavares' game in the last couple of weeks and the last stretch of games that have made him more important or shown more? 
I think he's just like he's just I don't know like things are paying off for him. I think he's not like he hasn't been playing badly, but he's looked a little quiet. He's looked I don't know not as dominant in the corners, puck possession, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it's nice to see him like kind of quietly coming back, and you know, uh, your players will always have uh, you know down moments to the season. So yeah, he wasn't playing great the last few games before this. So it's nice to see him really kick it back up. Um, he's one of those guys when you go into the playoffs that I feel like has more of an impact there. And which is funny because of like, obviously he has a huge impact now, mm-hmm. but like he, like he's a playoff performer. We've yeah. seen it. Like, I don't know if you remember, um, the Islanders hadn't made the second round in a long, long time. And he scored an overtime goal against in, Florida, like, the wraparound, right? Yeah, he's that kind of performer. That's what we need from him, you know, to be in the playoffs. And so really hoping that he has a great playoffs this year uh, and really contributes. So, yeah, there's ups and downs throughout the season. But, like, I was never concerned about Tavares' play, you know. Yeah, me neither. But, like, are you concerned about Willie's play? I know, like, a lot of Leafs Nation has been criticizing him the last couple weeks. He's been slowing down a bit. Um would you maybe put him with Matthews and Marner with Tavares? Would you keep the lines the same? Or, yeah, cool. keep, like, I don't know. It's just Leaf Nation, you know, and, and the media just going bananas. I don't have any problem. I think Willie's going to be fine. But obviously, if you're not doing well for the last four games in Toronto, you're going to get slapped on social media. Yeah, I wasn't concerned. I He was in a slump, but, like, in my mind, he had been absolutely lights out before this. Yeah. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look back and and tell you. In let's see, so he was pointless in four straight games, starting against the game against Colorado on March 15th. Thanks for that, Paul. You were there. That's oh my God, I was stopped. there. <laughs> well, I'm glad you remembered that one. <laughs> but if you go to his last game, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 50, uh, let's go 13. His last 13 games, there's only one before that stretch. There's only one game where he didn't have a point. That's ridiculous. That is That's great, crazy. great play. Yeah, That's he had production. like four games where he didn't have any points. Then he had two points uh, against in the win against Florida. He's been pointless the last three games. He had to slow down at some point. Like he was playing really, really well. Uh, yeah, I would kind of wish that, you know, he wasn't pointless in you know, what is a seven of his last nine games? Yeah. My math, my math is probably wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of his last eight games. He's been pointless. That's not great, obviously, but you know, I'm not like concerned, like, oh my gosh, like, oh, here comes uh Nylander who has no stride to him. He still looked dangerous. He still had chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hasn't been able to cash in. Um, And you know what? He's been a great playoff performer for them for the last few years. Oh, yeah. So he's probably been our best playoff performer in the last f- few years. Easily the most consistent, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know what? I don't care if he goes pointless the rest of the season as long as he shows up in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I agree. I mean, as you said, he hasn't looked bad in, in games. He just hasn't gotten points. He's made great plays. He's had a lot of shots. He's been present. If yeah. if he wasn't present, was just invisible, then then it would be a little bit of a concern. But we all know what Willie can do, so I don't think anybody should be that concerned. 100%. Now, this is gonna be one of my favorite topics because Ooh, we we're talking about on, Justin Hall. 
No. No. <laughs> I'll just end the episode right now if we talk about Justin <laughs> Hoffman for more than 32 seconds. But anyways, we touched upon this last week. And I wanted to touch upon it again because it's been coming up a lot on TV and Sportsnet panels, TSN panels, and it's Matthew Nyes. So we talked about last week how TSN on the quiz had Matthew Nyes on the Leafs' opening day playoff roster. Yesterday's game against Florida, Sportsnet had the same thing. They had Matthew Nyes on the Leafs' opening day starting roster. Now, is there something that we don't know? Because a lot of people have been saying it, or are they just thinking that Minnesota season, not wild, but you know, Minnesota, the college that Matthew Nice plays at, their season <laughs> will be over. That right now they're in the frozen four, if I'm not mistaken. So they only yeah. have two games left until the season ends, maximum. Is it a good idea to throw him in, in the playoffs? Who knows? Uh, maybe there's something that we don't know that the panelists know. Uh, what do you think? Oh my goodness. Absolutely throw him in the playoff roster. I think we we definitely talked about like, you know, how it can't really harm your team to get this guy in and like playing pro before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Starting game one of the playoffs, that's a lot. That is a lot of pressure. We've seen oh, Nick yeah. Robertson deal with it, you know, um, playing against Columbus. Mm-hmm. That's a different atmosphere. It's a lot of pressure. I think it is a lot of pressure for him to be on a starting lineup. I don't know if I would have him on the starting lineup, you know, per se, just because we have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. But I would, I, but you know what? That opinion can change once I see him play. And so who knows? Maybe he'll actually cement himself there. He was nominated for the Hobie Baker today, which is the mm-hmm. top NCAA men's uh, hockey player. Yeah. So he was nominated alongside two fantastic players in Logan Cooley of the Arizona Coyotes organization and Adam Fantilli, who won gold with Team Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championship this past year. He's mm-hmm. touted as probably, I think people are saying he's the undisputed number two pick. Uh, he's behind, a top three pick for sure. Yeah. Behind he, Bedard's number one, 100%. Yeah, they say if Bedard wasn't in this draft, like he would be, they're, they're saying like the top three picks are probably going to be like, first overall picks yeah. like McDavid and Eichel type years. Yeah, exactly. Or like the Matthews line, a one where yeah. they were like sort of debating who would be first, but everybody knew it would be Matthews. Uh, I don't know who the other top pick was in this draft. I know it's Bedard Fantilli. And then I forgot who the second slash third would be. I um, forget the rest of them, <laughs> but, but Adam Fantilli is projected to be a top three, like solid pick. And, and I've seen a lot of different uh, different scouts saying he could either go second and third. So whoever gets him will, will be very lucky to have him. So obviously, Nice is playing with fantastic players. Um, his season is still happening in the NCAA. I don't think that Keith will put him in the lineup for playoffs. Because, you know, Achari's injured. O'Reilly's injured. When they come back, I doubt they'll, there'll be a spot for him. But if they do put him in the lineup, that's great. He's a fantastic player. He's he's our best prospect by a mile. And we'll see what happens. But yeah. as you said, Zach, I don't think it's a great idea 
to throw him into playoff hockey because, as you said, it's a different atmosphere. A lot of pressure, especially with Leafs Nation, like the most pressure you could possibly have. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Like maybe he just like comes out of nowhere, pops off in the regular season, and then, you know, he's playing with Matthews and Marner on the first line. Who knows? Who knows? Imagine. I would love that. He just comes in, like destroys all the teams in the games he played. I know. I would love. I would love for him to be that guy. Come on. (laughs) He's also from Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got that Arizona connection with Matthews. You see? If I'm not mistaken. Because remember when in the trade deadline we were talking about giving away a top prospect if like if they if Arizona wanted J, uh, for Jacob Chikrin, everyone was saying Matthew Nice could be a good one because he's from Arizona, and he plays alongside Logan Cooley, who's Arizona's top prospect. Yeah, they're line mates in Minnesota. Yep. So he was a he was one of the guys being thrown around. So I remember him being from Arizona. Maybe he'll be on the bet ninety nine. Uh, commercials with Matthews <laughs> be, being in growing up in the desert and going into the NHL what are the odds and then you just have like Matthew Nice pop out of nowhere and be like I did it too it's true yeah he's got uh his so here, here's his stats for the last few years just mm-hmm. so people have a better understanding of who this guy is so uh 2019-2020 played for the Tri-City Storm of the USHL he had 45 points in 44 games the next year, he had 42 points in 44 games. Last year, he had 30 with uh, Minnesota last year. He had 33 points in 33 games. This year, he has 41 points in 38 games. He's a plus 29 this year. Uh, absolutely dominant player. That that Minnesota first line has been on a lot of highlight reels this year with what yep. they've done. Him, Logan Cooley, and I forgot their other line mate, but they've been playing phenomenal. So... If not, a lot of people know who Matthew Nyes is. He's our best prospect. And he's yep. really good. That's all he's we got to say. He's the guy that we were like, hey, trade everyone else to get stuff for this year. Don't trade this guy. Yeah. We were like, you can give up any other prospect. We don't care, but keep Matthew Nyes. Because yep. he's supposed to be ridiculous. We will jump into the week ahead. We got three games. And this week scares me. <laughs> Not because we're playing good teams, but because we're playing bad teams. <laughs> right? We're playing Ottawa on Saturday. Back to back. Against it. Can you hear me? Your camera's frozen, but I can hear you. Okay, my camera. Okay, as long as you can hear me. Because I saw it said video stopped working. But if you can hear me, that's good. So Saturday against Ottawa, back to back against Detroit, and then Tuesday versus Columbus. Those are three winnable, winnable games. Ottawa is probably going to be a pretty tough fight because they are pretty much on the end, edge of elimination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, three easily winnable. We should win these games. That's why both of us are nervous. <laughs> yes. So, you know. Any Leaf fan should know by now that Leafs usually stoop down to the team's level that they play, especially the bad ones, and just have a horrible performance. But I hope that changes this week. So as we said, three games on tap. Zach, what are your keys to success for this week? Just dig in, boys. 
dig your heels in. You know, we're almost there. We're almost to playoffs. Uh, play hard. Play, play strong. Don't get injured for the last few weeks. Uh, you oh, know, God, try and get those points. Him. I'm not saying anything. Uh, yeah, just yeah, just dig in. Dig in. Get the points. Secure second place in uh, the Atlantic. Yep, I agree. Mine is going to be, as I said before, do not play to opponent's level. Three must-win games. Keep it simple. I know in the last couple of weeks or the last couple of games, you tried to do too many fancy things and not go for the easy scoring opportunity. So keep it simple. Should be a 3-0 and week. What is your prediction, Zach? I know it should be a 3-0 and week, but my prediction is 2-1-0. and um, Someone will throw a ratchet at us. I don't know which one of these teams it's going to be. I don't blame you. But uh, I don't yeah. blame you. I think we gotta, we really gotta dig in, just because the kind of atmosphere that you're playing against when you're playing teams like Florida, Ottawa. These are teams that like, if they lose, they could be done. So it's do or die. That's what playoff atmosphere is like. If you can't beat teams that are do or die, you're not gonna win playoff games. You're not gonna win playoff series because that's when it is really do or die. That's when everyone's do or die. Yeah. So that's what it's the playoffs for these teams right now. So you really have to dig in and like win these kind of games to prepare yourself for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go 3-0-0. I'm going to be very positive. I'm going to hope that the boys play very well this week. And it's it, it should be 3-0-0. Like, if it's not 3-0-0, if it's not 2-0-1 at least, it's a failure of a week. The failure and we'll, and we'll, of a week. And we'll clip this Ooh. and play it next week if that happens, but I doubt it. Because the boys Ooh. are going to go 3 0 0, and I'm going to be right as usual. As usual. Oh, come on, Zach. Yeah. I'm, I'm more right than you are. Yeah, but I'm never right. So it, exactly. That, that, it's not saying much for you. That's you only true. have to be like a little bit right to be better than me. That's a good point. <laughs> Any wizard predictions? Oh, wizard prediction? I you haven't had one of those in a long time. I haven't ever since like the best one ever, which was uh, what? Uh, I predicted Jason Spezza getting a hat trick. Oh my god, or, he did against Vancouver. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. That was, that was the best one ever. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put your wizard prediction on the sheet so we remember it for next week. Wizard prediction. Hmm. I'm gonna throw you on the spot here. This is this is tough. What would it be? Prediction. First thing that pops in your head. Oh, it's a bad one though. Zach. It's a Matthews isn't gonna score this week. (laughs) No. I hate this. That's terrible. Why did I even ask you? That's the first one. (laughs) I'm sorry. What the hell did I just do? Hopefully, I'm wrong. (laughs) Garbage prediction. That is horrible. Yeah. I hope your mom listens to this and gets mad at you like she did when you were driving during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that anymore, by the way, mom, just so you know. But also, please don't get mad at me about this prediction. Thanks. <laughs> I think you should get mad at him. Please and thank you. And tell him to only think positive when we tell him f- to do a wizard prediction. Because if this happens, I'm never asking you to do a wizard prediction again. Okay, I'm gonna just do them without you asking then, because then we're just I gonna to. then we're just gonna clip that out. We're gonna edit the podcast and just edit it out, and like it never happened. I'm gonna tell Ryan to do that when he gets back. If he's listening, Ryan, 
exact as a winner's prediction next week or even afterwards that is negative, we're editing it out. Right, Zach? Sure. Okay, Zach agreed. You heard it here first. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up today. <laughs> we're going to leave it at a good note of Zach agreeing to get rid of anything he says, <laughs> more or less. So, for everybody who stuck around, thank you for listening. See you all next week. Make sure to follow, subscribe. You know what the deal is. Zach, favorite three words? Matthew's no score. <laughs> I My three words are I hate you. <laughs> follow, subscribe, all that stuff. See you all next week. And remember to take care of the planet. Bye-bye.